Greetings, travelers, and welcome to just another side quest. Tonight, Randall will be joined once again by James and Aaron. They will be discussing mobile games such as Loons Battles and Stick Golf and the recent announcements and coverage of Microsoft. Join us for episode 13. Hello and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. I'm Randall and joining me tonight is... We're back. It's James and... Erin! Hi. Welcome back, guys. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's been like forever. It really has, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Holy How have you guys been? You guys finally got, got moved? You got a little little vacation time in? <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, it was really weird, like moving and then having a, a week-long vacation one week after moving. So it was like, it was a huge rush trying to get stuff settled and, and figured out just to like leave for a week. Yeah, that, it was a little odd. Like we couldn't, we kept getting questions like during the first week of, does it feel like it's yours yet? It's like, no, because we're leaving no, next week. No, we haven't week. been there. We're yeah. leaving next week. We're not, like, how can we actually settle? We can't. And like, and the fact it was like, and packing for the trip, it was like, where's my clothes? I don't know where my all my clothes are that I'm looking specifically yeah. for, for this trip now, because I just put them away because I don't know where everything is. It was, that was, that was a rush. But getting back, it felt good to be settled. Yeah, that was a, it was a really big push to get everything pretty much where we wanted it before leaving. That way, when we did come home, it felt like home mm-hmm. um, and stuff wasn't entirely in boxes. So, of course, there's boxes all over the place still. That's going to take forever. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, my goodness. Moving a whole lot. What a pain. I feel I feel for you, Randy, mm-hmm. having done a bit more moving than us uh, in the last year or so i guess not even years far 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 too many times far too many times um but you know it it, you get real good at it like like i said my wife and i packed our entire 2600 square foot house in 26 hours yeah that's crazy the two of us with the kids running around like you eventually just get it done but um (laughs) no but congratulations uh having you know having your own place and uh when the world isn't uh, coming crashing down around us, uh, we'll have to come check it out. Exactly. Yeah, yes. we need people over. It's like, oh, okay, wow. Yeah, that kind of really makes it. It cements that that you're like, hey, this is my thing that I have. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun. It's it's nice to kind of share that with others. That that's to answer the question that you guys have been asked every time for us. It's when does it feel like home? It's kind of when other people come over and see that this is where you live. It kind of validates it yeah, a little bit. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's totally it. What but, about you? How, how has life been? It's been forever. Uh, good. Um, it was fun to talk to Will and Liz uh, on the last full episode and um, uh, tried a, a different thing last week. Um, so that was interesting. And um, my wife and I just bought a project car so that's Enjoy. that's been keeping us uh, quite busy. We bought an old, old one, just a post-war oh, sedan, no. a 1950 DeSoto. Uh, wow. Very old, very fun. Yeah, very uh, fun. Yeah, right. Okay. That it is. It's an experience, but it's it's a lot of fun. So it's an it's a manual that shifts on the column. So you've got first, second, and third with the clutch pedal, but it's up behind the steering wheel. What? 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I, I remember a couple of the cars my dad had were like that. Yeah, it's it's really uh really really interesting and pretty neat. But uh, this is not that show. This is the video game <laughs> yeah. show. So I'll uh, I'll steer this uh, manual steering car right back into the correct lane. Um, real quick, uh, kind of uh, what we've been what we've been playing because uh, we've all been very busy with other things, and there's more to talk about in the news. So. Uh, real quick, James, what have you and Aaron been uh, been doing? Well, Aaron, you can go first. Other than the obligatory, we've been playing a little bit of Apex. So, I, <gasps> however, I have I played Apex and I have finished the season pass. That's so nice. I did. Yeah. I got that far, and I've uh, in terms of like the weekly challenges, I'm up to date. I'm ready for this week's challenges. That everything else before it is cleared out. All right, I need so, to play a little wow. bit tonight. To I up. I might have been playing a lot. <laughs> So, and there's still a month left to be able to finish this out. <laughs> uh, just under a month. Weeks. Just under a month. Three weeks. No, it's 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 twenty something oh. days. Oh, that's okay. a, that's like three and a half. You weeks. tell me I got time. Oh, you have time. So, but yes, I've been playing a lot. It's been fun. Uh, Who's better? James. Oh, that's, what a James is better purely because he has more uh, long term experience playing uh, console based shooters than I do. Yeah, I didn't leave him right after uh, like. Halo 2 and my first Xbox. Um, I don't think there's been a very large gap where I've ever abandoned shooters on console specifically. So I think thumb training is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've gotten, I've slowly always, I try to up my sensitivity too so that I'm constantly trying to improve it. And that has definitely been beneficial in Apex. I'm just I'm just charting that. That's all I want to keep keep track of how long it takes for the crossover to happen. <laughs> yeah, you. I mean, have you bumped your sensitivity up? I, that's a for anybody listening. If you want to get better, um, a couple things you can do. I actually instantly got better at video games as soon as I started playing at my computer desk and sat upright in like a chair. Um, I immediately had a, a slightly slightly more alert and aware. Um, sense of presence in playing games. And then the other thing is to just try and slowly nudge up your sensitivity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Being able to turn faster is a huge um, buff. And then also try and pull your FOV back and just get used to your field of view being larger, your speed of movement being faster, uh, and then on your work on your posture. And if you actually put some effort into those, you you get better at the game without Mm-hmm. It's like an exercise. Mm-hmm. Only one of those is actual exercise, the actual physical ec- piece to it. <laughs> the other two things are about getting used to the in-game settings. Uh, that's true. Well, the only yeah, the only physical one would be your thumb. No, po- actual posture. Uh, posture, but also the I would say that your look sensitivity is entirely a thumb training situation, and it's about getting good at moving less with your thumb mm-hmm. and trying to remain accurate. But if you can, then you can you can just look around faster, which is. It's a buff. Um, what have you? Yeah, what have you actually been playing? What's okay. what's new? They know about Apex. They do know about. And are, do we have there, a cat? We have we have a cat now? though. I was trying to point to it. It's like oh the cat got back here. Forget him. Okay. Uh, well, you guys will get the lovely cat noises then. Of Everyone cat exploring. Loves cats. Everyone yeah. loves cat noises. The only other game I really put time into. Um, is I, I after moving into the house, uh, I I got a replacement iPad, 
so I could complete iPad games again, and I went ahead and, and downloaded Bloons. Uh, <laughs> went from very modern, competitive <laughs> ultra shooter to... Tower Bloons. Defense. It's Tower Defense, <laughs> it's and Bloons. I love Tower Defense games. Free-to-play mobile now, game. Now, is no, this I, I, balloons, I like, oh, you, oh, you like fill them with air balloons? Yes. B-L-O-O-N-S. That's how it's spelled. But you Bloons? you place nin- little ninja uh, monkeys around your map, and they huh? are. it's a tower defense game. So then you have balloons that are coming. Waves of balloons. That... Uh, <laughs> That go through then their set path, and you have to set your uh, different monkeys around the map to be able to hit them correctly, uh, or hit them enough, and uh, the, for the different types. Like there's some that are coated with metal, some that have camouflage, so you, not all of your monkeys can see them. Um, it's the sixth iteration of this game, and it used to be a, a web browser game. Um, I used to play it in high school with oh. my mom. I think even bringing back the this is a nostalgic. This is has a little nostalgia for me. It's like and it's one of those games I play with my mom, and my mom doesn't play video games. Like this is one of those that was the bonding game. It's it's one of those things. It's like oh, if if I showed my iPad version of this to her, she would be able to pick up on it right away, and we'd be able to like connect over this. This would be fun. This would be fun for us to play. Um, it's so it's that's the one I've been playing, and I it's easy for me to put in an hour or two onto that. It's crazy in a day. Yeah. Um. So, but it, it's fun. It's it's a little bit mindless, but it still has some strategy to it. And I and the thing I love about games is usually when there's strategy, um, you have to go into a into a, a feel a, a space like how do we want to tackle this? It's actually one of the things I also enjoy about Apex is the the team strategy and how you guys want it and how this gets implemented. Mm-hmm. So, what else you've been playing? Those really are the two games I've been playing. Oh, is that what you've got written down yes. here? Is Apex <laughs> and Bloons on cursive or something. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes, those are the two games I I thought about The Sims going back to The Sims for a little bit, and then I, I opened it up and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to dive back into this right now. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna put. The, I'm gonna just go ahead and exit the game. Don't even save my 30 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. Like I tried it for 30 minutes. So I was like, eh, I'm gonna come back at it like in like two, maybe a month, two weeks to a month. I'm like thinking about is like how do I want to go back into this? How do I strategize that game since I'm doing my generations gameplay for it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want maybe a little more thought or effort or time? Yeah, because to place into it, it'd be really easy for me to just like yeah, just do your stupid career things. But if I I get a lot more enjoyment out of that game when I actually start to storycraft yeah, a little bit and sit down for a larger chunk of time and which maybe- we've had a little less of. Lately, yeah, there hasn't been enough time to be able to yeah. really jump into it. And those two games benefit from like a thirty-minute window of being able to mm-hmm. do quite a bit. A couple yeah. drops, a, a whole d- lot of hot drops. Yep, and yeah, it's fun. Uh, I don't know. At least on the Apex side, I have made gold. So this season, I'm, I'm satisfied. That's where I get satisfied. It's like, okay, I'm gold. I don't need to make plat or like super hard for anything else. Made it at least did enough grinding to get there. Slightly out of the like the average, the low tier into the low average player yes as you climb gold that'll change yes if i maybe i'll push myself maybe not this season i don't know but uh maybe next season i'll try and push myself to actually try and make it to plat yeah. if i keep playing apex yeah. so it is getting cool. to a point where it's like how much do i want to keep putting into this game mm-hmm. it is still a lot of fun for me though so i don't see myself stopping i just don't know when else when i will stop what about you randy what have you been playing well, uh, I've really only been playing one game, and it's a mobile game. Oh, my goodness, both of you. 
That's right. I got my own. I've got a bunch of stuff uh, that we'll we'll kind of cover in a few minutes. I got a lot of stuff I plan on playing over the next couple of weeks. Um, well, I, I I suppose I did play Donkey Kong Country on the Switch because that's on the SNES now for Switch, um, and that's not as bad as I remember it being. It's actually okay to play. Yeah, um, uh, so, I need to play that. How much is it right now? Do you remember? Or is uh, it no, inside the it, free? They're free. Is that what you meant? If by? you have the online, you have it. Oh, nice. Okay. And so they've added a lot of. Uh, Really, since they started adding SNES, I'm I'm way more into it. The NES stuff is just two before my time, but like Donkey Kong Country's been yeah uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it a good game. I, I I'm not going to go that far, but it was it was entertaining enough. But mostly, what I've been playing actually is stupid uh, super stick golf. Um, it's it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a uh, kind of a, a simple stick person golfing game. <laughs> I can uh, imagine by, right now. Yeah, it's called it's Noodle Cake Studios made it and Noodle it's cake. Yeah, it's uh Super Stickman Golf 3 is it's simple. It's um it's kind of a side scrolling uh kind of a golf game uh, as opposed to what the golf uh, that I reviewed a, a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Um it kind of has the same kind of aesthetic as maybe like a, a low poly worms. I was about to uh, say it kind of looks like worms from the what I'm pulling up. Yeah, here. and it's it's got some silly stuff like that. Like you can, it can be a pay to play, but you don't. You certainly don't have to. It's more of a if you like the game and you want to support them, you can buy. I think it's packs of cards to get silly hats and uh, nice. Uh, basically uh modifiers to the game that like makes the ball do different things changes gravity blah 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 but just as a golfing game it's it's really uh it's fun because all of the all the courses are um puzzles basically yeah um and you've got a certain amount of mulligans per 18 holes uh so you know you can rewind a couple of times um, and the controls are actually more intuitive than they seem. Once you play a couple of holes, you go, okay, this is, this makes sense. And you can actually, you know, get the right amount of power in the right arc, uh, yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. And it basically right off the bat gives you the special ball that shows you your hit arc. Um, so you can learn really quickly and, uh, it kind of has that same, uh, feel as portal of you know you stare at it for a while and then you go oh now i know what i'm supposed to do it's that ascertain experiment conquer kind of a gameplay loop um and again it's just a phone game yeah uh, it plays on my iphone 6 so i mean it's it's a great time killer when you're uh when you're waiting for orders, you know, I should have ordered the pizza ahead, but now I have to sit in the car and wait. <laughs> what am I going to do for 10 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, didn't bring the switch cause I was just supposed to pick it up. And as a, so, a golf game, I assume a lot of the fun is also in the physics of like it, the ball bouncing around and like trying to figure out exactly how things operate. So it also sounds like it might be in the same kind of vein as like angry birds or something where it's projectile yes. physics. Yeah. Essentially. It, 
the uh, applied trigonometry behind it is very much like Angry Birds, and uh, it has the same kind of um, good for all ages kind of uh, aesthetic to it. I'd hope so, if it's a stick figure playing golf. Though you never know nowadays. Maybe it has a ton of blood and guts and violence in it. Yeah, but uh, I, I showed this to uh, a mutual friend of ours that um, has a very random uh, love for all golf games. And uh, I showed him and he's like, oh, I don't know about that. And I made him download it. And about two days later, he texted me. He's like, I can't put it down. <laughs> so oh, no. um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I've I've only played through the first uh, two courses, but um, it's sitting there waiting for the next excuse yeah. to uh, to play. To sit down. So that's something nice to kind of I get to hold on to for the next few months and, you know, play here or there. Nice. Uh, and how about yourself? Yeah. Uh, in the same vein, um, I picked up, because it's on sale half off on the Switch, Diablo 3, uh, the Eternal Collection, just the, the one that's got everything in it. Annoyingly, that still costs $60 uh, for a game that's, I don't know, it's like eight years old now, something like that. Wow. Um, I put like 300 hours into the PC one. It was the first game I got on the PC that I built long ago. Um, so it was like my first big fun game with some friends. Um, I had another friend build a PC at the same time. Anyway, so I have a ton of hours into it. Um, and some friends are looking at like the next game to play. We're waiting around for like Overwatch 2. Apex is a three-player, and there's typically four of us, so that doesn't always work. But that's also a game we've put a lot of time into, so we're looking for something else to play. Um, and so on Switch, it's like, you know what? I've put like 300 hours into this. If it goes on sale, we should maybe look into doing this as a group. Um, so I ended up picking that up. We have not yet gotten to play as a group, but oh my goodness, I forgot how much fun that is. And there is a new layer of fun to that game when it's on mobile, because then it's kind of it's pretty much a fancy phone game uh, that costs you 30 bucks. But I have been digging it. Its graphics are terrible. It looks atrocious on the Switch, hilariously, but everything's really tiny. Itty bitty little guys. So it works out. Um, and compared to some of the other games in that kind of play space, uh, thinking of like Path of Exile as another one, um, this one's really good at onboarding people. It has a little more meat to the story, though it's a little longer as far as like getting into the game proper. It takes a while to build up the character to where you're able to do anything of note. Uh, but it's very fun. And as a more advanced time sync kind of arcadey type game. Um, I'd recommend it for someone who's kind of been eyeballing something in that sort of space. Uh, action RPG, I think would be the term for it. Um, right now it's on sale, but it's only on sale for a couple of days. So uh, I think you have till the end of the month, which might be like two days by the time you're listening to this. Uh, so I've been playing that. Um, and that's the kind of the fun, pick it up for a few minutes, play a little bit. It's really easy to close out. There's no like checkpoints and stuff really. You can just kind of close out anywhere. Um, these checkpoints are super, super frequent. The other game uh, is the exact opposite. I've been playing The Last of Us Part Two, uh, and that game is a couple, takes a couple hours to get through. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not your 15 <laughs> minute sit down and you know, eat a little tiny snack. It's not your potato chips. It's like this three course meal uh, or seven course meal or something. 
Uh, I think I'm probably about halfway, though I have a really hard time gauging. This game's act structure is different um, than what I'm familiar with in a lot of games, so I just can't tell how far into it I am, though I've heard it's like, what, about 20 to 30 hours, and I've definitely put in like 15 to 18. Um, so for now, I'm not going to review it. I won't really, I, I don't want to get into it until I've finished it, because reviews are very divisive on this one, and... So far, I've actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but depending on what the game does to me in the next you know, 10 hours or, or whatever, uh, it could take a nosedive off the deep end and completely ruin the what I've played so far. So I will wait and just tease that next time we talk, I will have it beat. I'm trying to just slowly get through it. Um, okay, well, I'm I'm very interested in not just the you know what everyone's talking about, but the um, the yeah, more objective things. Like I hear that it looks beautiful, um, and I'm curious as to whether the the voice acting stands up to the first one or surpasses it. Um, you know, I I know uh, who the voice actors are for a lot of it, and uh, they're you know yeah. they're high quality voice actors. So I would I would hope that a lot of good comes from that. <laughs> oh, at least. yeah, no. That's, uh, we, yeah, we can get into like a lot of that. And I've got a lot of thoughts so far, even on, on the structure and the pacing. Um, again, though, I've, I've enjoyed it for the most part. Um, it's a few narrative stumblings or oddities. Um, but if they don't keep up or it, again, doesn't take a dive off the deep end, I'm pretty happy with the experience. So, yes, we will next time chat. We'll do maybe no spoilers, but we can have a little, chunk if people are curious and we can talk about you know some of the the big things that happen in the game all right so uh, next we'll week it. it's going to be two two sequels we're going to talk a lot about we're going to talk a lot about uh uh last of us two and we still need to talk about divinity so we'll do that if you guys are still playing divinity oh, yeah. original sin <laughs> uh, we, we kind of stopped playing that as soon as the move happened we were playing that a lot and then it was packing time and at the end of the month it was like putting everything into boxes and we were like okay we can't do our like date night game we need to, we need to pack we need to like prep yeah uh we have not gotten back onto track with playing that well i am i am so still looking forward to uh asking a lot of questions because i really think that's something that i'd like to sink my teeth into but uh that that will be delayed uh here and there because we have a lot of news to get to today. Yeah, lots yep. of announcements. I mean, mainly Microsoft has been doing a bunch of announcements. Yeah, it was kind of a, a, a counter strike back at the you know the wonderful uh, Sony presentation. But yes, this kind of gives us an opportunity to weigh the the different uh, offerings now that everyone's trying to offer us up to convince us to buy their stuff. Great. Competition's great. It means more it, more stuff for everyone. I wish there was less um, exclusives. At least, at least Microsoft's kind of coming to bat with some exclusives. I wish they they weren't, um, but it just means that I'm not sure what system I'm buying next. That's all. Yes. I've I'm a super torn on the exclusive thing. Looking at the upcoming consoles. So I guess we'll, I'm in a different boat because I own the console that the exclusives are happening on. <laughs> yeah, that, PlayStation. that is certainly part of it. But I mean, there there is some 
interesting stuff that's come up uh, that looks to be Microsoft exclusive. Uh, lucky for you, a lot of it is also going to be available on Windows. So yes, you can which kind is a of huge circumvent that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that completely informs my choices on what happens next. They've been. I am excited though because it seems like the exclusives that Sony is making, they're trying as hard as they can to make these absolute knock them out of the park games, mm-hmm. and they've they've been swinging really hard with some of their exclusives, which is awesome for the people that are playing them. They're not, you know, a, a Call of Duty rehash every year or a. You know, some of the stuff that's not exclusive that ends up, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed, which a lot of, they've gotten better, but it can feel like they're churning them out at a really quick rate and then putting them on everything. Um, so some of the exclusives have been really interesting ideas, really cool concepts in the last, you know, three or four years. And then Xbox, instead of retaliating with a ton of exclusives, they're like, how about you have like a thousand games and it costs you $5 a month and you can play them all on your PC. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm getting everything over here, but I have the money to be able to afford the the PC and the PlayStation. So mm-hmm. that colors my opinion quite a bit. What should we start with? You want to let's? I mean, right? Like Xbox, Halo. They're yeah, that, bring that's probably where the, we need to start, huh? Is, is with Halo? Yeah, <laughs> and that's so far. I think it's been uh at least in the news talked up the floundering portion the uh, the crowd that might be more upset with its presentation uh is maybe what's been talked up but what do you think randy of we've all seen the trailer I'm, you and aaron what i've you guys... only seen the trailer so i don't know anything else besides what's shown off in the trailer perfect so you have a little less i'm i'm in the same boat as you aaron i i just i try to stay out of the discourse around <laughs> games i don't know what the discourse of last of us is i don't know what the discourse around halo is i try to mixed mixed <laughs> it's the same, same reason james that i don't talk to you about movies after we see them anymore because oh, no. there have been so many movies, I'm, I walk out going, "Man, I really like that movie." And then in the walk between the theater and the car, uh, after talking to James, I sit down no. in the car and go, "Wow, what a waste of time and money that was! That was the worst thing I've ever seen." Uh, you so, know what? <laughs> what was that? You can't hold this over me forever. What was oh, that movie we watched? No, because see, now you're going to hold this over me forever. Okay, there was a movie called <laughs> Dragon Wars. Oh, it's Dragon Wars. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, we got it. Just Randy and I used to like drive to the theater because he had to like a car before anybody else. So it was like, how can we utilize this exciting thing that Randy has the ability to do, which is drive? So we went to the theater, watched a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, we did it like once, once a week blind. for like three months, and then we ran out of movies. And I yeah, there was like, like no Fandango really yet. Fandango wasn't yeah. like some fancy or not fancy. It wasn't the like easy access thing it is now. I think I had just gotten an iPhone or I was, it was just before I got my iPhone 3G. So there was no smart, like no one had smartphones. So no, it was, we had to just go and mm-hmm. see what was available within like the 30 minute window we had to start a movie in order to finish it before having to like get home by curfew. Of our yeah. So we, we get there. It's like, okay, which one, yeah. Which ones start in the next like 20 minutes? Like, oh, these are the three that are going to start the soonest. We've already seen cool. those two. We'll go yep. see this one. Beast no, Wars or whatever it was. Dra- Dragon yeah, Wars. Dragon Wars. It, was, yeah. it was awful. So How bad. many Wars game? Wars or... It was just Dragon Wars. It was a really bad movie. Okay. Anyone who's listening to this, you can look it up. It was atrocious, but it's something that... 
I'll never forget or forgive. No, okay, so uh, back to the point. You guys have only seen the trailer. Mm -hmm. You haven't been around all the the hubbub. Uh, What do you think? I mean, it looks okay. There's a lot to unpack in in the way you said that and how little you said right there. It looks okay (laughs) with like the inflection going up. Looks okay. It it looks like it'll be a good game for the people who want to play that. For me, I've stopped. uh, I stopped playing Halo. Like I played it a lot when I was a kid. Um, I played through Halo Three, but because I never joined into the multiplayer side of it, it was only ever about the campaign for me. And they started really hitting on the multiplayer side of it, and that's what they built their game around. And the campaign was just was their bonus side, and I wanted it for the campaign. After Halo Four, I stopped playing. Like it was, it was just like so you only missed one. I mean, if you stop playing after four, you've missed one Halo game. Um, I don't think I bought Halo Four. I think I borrowed it from someone so I could play the campaign. But then and. And but I stopped buying and buying into it specifically. I wanted to keep keep playing, but it was like wasn't worth it anymore. And there was no other games on the Xbox. So for me, I actually uh, starting like I was somewhere like mid high school. I really stopped playing Xbox games overall. I kept replaying older Xbox games, but none of the new ones. And so and that plays into Halo. Of I I stopped playing it. It just it doesn't have the same appeal for me. Maybe I could come back to it now, but... Does this trailer convince you of that, or does it say, eh, looks like more Halo. I played... This looks like an experience I've played before and I'm tired of. It looks like... Uh, maybe I'm not I'm not tired of it, of the experience, but it looks like I could get that sa- a similar experience in other games. And I would say Apex is a very good <laughs> place to get some of that Halo experience nowadays in a yeah. modern setting. And yeah, and so and it feels like for me, like to be able to buy it into Halo, I would have to probably buy also into the Xbox, which is a higher price point for then comes a higher buy in point for me because I, we don't own it. We don't uh, own it Xbox looks like products in the same way. It will way. probably, if I had to guess, it will be on PC right away in Game Pass. I might, I might go for it then, but if it, it just is, it, it looks okay. It, it is, it's it is going to be on Windows 10 right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not under the Game Pass umbrella. Maybe they do make you pay for it in full. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the Xbox Series X barrier, is it worth? Uh, let's say it is five bucks. Is it worth your time to yes. install and spend five bucks on? Yes, I would definitely play that for anything under twenty. Okay. What about you, Randy? Well, I I loved uh halo 2 i think was still a high watermark for me as an experience though not the mm-hmm. best in the series and then three only slightly missed my expectations when they restarted it in four i i was so excited and i just never never got interested in the new story they were selling it no. it felt like um that i had missed something I felt like there was right. some DLC right. somewhere or I was supposed to have watched a movie or something. And I just that's felt a, that's a good way of putting it. I felt alienated as a as someone who followed the whole series. I'm like, am I supposed to they be? introduced a lot of sci fi that hadn't been prepped before? Yeah, like it was it kind of did uh, too remember. much in like honestly in the first three hours of gameplay in four and then five. I just felt like they saw that four didn't work how they wanted, so they scrapped it and then did the exact same thing. And yeah, why am like I not Master Chief? That. What are you What are you doing? And um, I mean, the most fun I had with um, 
man, I don't even remember if it was four or five, but one of them had an infinite mode or something the um um where you would you could play uh, a series of small challenges uh co-op um because didn't have a full co-op um story and a friend of mine five if it didn't have a full co-op story because four still did have uh, a co-op okay then it was it was five then and uh in quotes our mutual friend will came over uh you know to my house and we would play um, you know, these, co- these co-op missions and those were fun and there was supposed to be more of them and they just kind of stopped showing up. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to there being more. And after watching the trailer, all I can say is there's a grappling hook. So <laughs> it looked yeah. a lot like apex to me when I saw the grappling hook come out, I'm like, Oh, Whoever's made this game has been playing Apex for the last year and realizes, or, you know, whatever modern game, they realize that movement is, like, the new thing to have in a modern game. Yeah. Uh, I will sadly always compare any shooter now against Apex because they've done such a good job of making me feel like like I have so much to do in that. And so, like, if if Halo's, if I'm stuck on the ground, I can only jump in Halo, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, not anymore. It's an older design now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Apex is definitely. I would. I would probably put it as the current leader in shooters. If again, you're in the boat of I like it a little on the sci-fi or the unrealistic side, where there's a bit of time to kill. That's like outside of the normal. Mm-hmm. It's not instant, but it's in that game. It takes forever kill somebody if they've got shields yeah but i don't want them to make halo into apex because apex is apex no. i want them to make uh a but long they're in a like, tough spot then, halo right? is a long time to kill floaty slow uh tactical so, game uh, i mean that's most of what you said is where apex sits and that's it's got a long time to kill shields and recharging is a huge part of the i need to push them because i've cracked them and they're, you know, they're yeah. they're gonna go hide to reshield. And in Halo, it just kind of auto happened, and you they went, and, and that tactical play was phenomenal. And I'd say Apex, essentially, the reason I like it so much is because that's what I was raised on shooter wise was these tactical games with a lot of jumping. Back in the day, Halo's movement was awesome. I loved that you were always sprinting. I mm-hmm. like that there wasn't some sprint button that like put your gun away to move faster. That trade-off was kind of nice that it just didn't exist. You're just always moving faster. Mm-hmm. Jumps were really high. You had a lot of jump, but then you're in a very guaranteed trajectory. So someone can essentially, if you jump, headshots on you are going to be easier. And then the way grenades worked in that game, way back in like Halo 2, grenades were like this big tactical play. It wasn't just spam all your grenades and hope they blow somebody up. It was, I need to push this guy, so I'm going to throw the grenade behind him so that he has to make the choice to come at me because I just won the the clip fight and I did more damage in my clip than he did in his clip and we're both reloading right now and like some of that stuff and that's where it gets really fun. It's like and you little... you throw a frag grenade behind them, then you hit the black button, switch to your stickies because the one grenade draws them out and as they pop up, you're still reloading. Exactly. But then you switch and throw a sticky, and then you just try and stay away. Yeah, and it's you get uh, some of those choices are awesome, but the problem is they can't just redo Halo 3's 
No, they have to do something different. I'm hoping that some of the stuff I see in this trailer, like uh, it does look gorgeous, but I mean that most, most games look like this. Now everything just looks great. Uh, Um, Speaking of that point, that's a perfect segue into the other side of this in the looks department. It's been getting flack. It, it looks like a modern game to a lot of people who have watched the trailer, who are at least who are vocal online. Um, so that, again, can be a much younger crowd or a much smaller minority of, of the actual player base that likes Halo and grew up with it. Um, but what do, you, what do you think about that? As people who haven't looked at any of the influence stuff, what would you say to the group that thinks the graphics look absolutely current gen with very little showing off any sort of Xbox Series X future gen power. I'm not that sensitive to it uh, mm-hmm. in in actuality. I'm I'm just I just rewatched the trailer again and for me it looks better than 5 and it looks on par with anything I've seen. I think it looks Okay, here's another thing. This is not if you make it too realistic. Uh, I'm going to call out like the um um the new horizon zero dawn looks really good, but that's not this game. It's the same way you don't want an ultra realistic Mario. That would be off putting and unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So this I think looks good, but when people say, Oh, it doesn't look high fidelity enough, the higher detail you get, it can just end up as noise now, with this generation that we're leaving now, what did we really get for this generation? Clutter. There's things on desks, on the floor. There's writing on walls. There's so much to try and give you, you know, they have all this computing power and, and they can generate so much more and the draw distances are so far. For me, there's a point where you get past immersion and it just becomes clutter. And it's just too much for my eyes to be looking at. And I can't see what I'm looking for, which is enemies, which is puzzles, which is, you know, important details because they're hidden behind all of this stuff. Uh, Real quick to that point, I do want to, I just thought of a game. As you're like saying all that, this game is flashing into my head. Uh, A game that plays to, leans into that a bit um, and plays that, to that strength uh, is Star Wars Battlefront 2. That game uses uh, its tex- uh, texture pipeline is super awesome and it generates, its, it takes like real world pictures of stuff and then generates the textures off of that. So you have these like ultra high def textures. Mm-hmm. The game looks gorgeous, phenomenal. Like you look at rocks and you're like, that looks like an actual real life rock. There's no, I can't tell a difference. It pretty much is as close as I would, I need my video game to get. Any closer is not like lighting, animations, other stuff needs to get up to that level now. But man, that game can be an absolute hectic mess where there's a lot of stuff going on on the screen. But because it's Star Wars and I'm like one little trooper on the ground most of the time, I don't care. It's fine. And when I get completely blown up, it kind of fits the theme. But I think of that game and I'm like, man, that that game stands out as a very good example of the huge jump in difference from the Xbox um, 360's Battlefront 2. And that jump is massive. 
between mm-hmm. the two of them. And I'm like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and going, going from, sometimes. from, you know, late, late this generation to early next generation, uh, it's not just computing power that's going to make things higher, low, lower fidelity. No, it's entirely studio's ability uh, to utilize the system hardware inside yep. and also exactly. to deal with the modern engines that are actually going to be able to perform better utilizing the new hardware. Pipelines and, have a ton of stuff in between the guy writing code and the engine like running it, and all of that has to also catch up to consoles. Yeah. For me, like the... <laughs> I w- I'll prioritize a game that has strong stylization, whether that be realist realism or um, like Mario style stylization, over a game that um, that me- that actually uh, can meet all of the- like that excels at taking over. I guess a game. A- well, yeah, I, th- I think this might this isn't quite true. I need to say, figure out how to say this. Um, if a studio for me. Waste uh, ends up like as long as it's running 60, 60 FPS and the stylish stylization of the game is very consistent and it's beautiful and gorgeous for me. Like it's like oh this makes sense how I you just make this decision or working this way, versus um, hey you have a bunch of stuff that gets in the way of the gameplay, then I'm going to choose the one that has the the strongest uh, direction and like um, where the art is helping support the gameplay itself. Um, and I think that's where it's, where I need I, the art shouldn't be a distraction from the gameplay, unless the at the point it becomes a difference. Like if you're like at one point actually you, you used Horizon as an example. There was moments in that game where they're purely just making this beautiful set piece for you to look at. Yeah, um, they have very specific piece like spots where you're actually supposed to climb up and grab something. But those mo- those spots up really up high are also being used to utilize. Like hey, look at this gorgeous landscape that is this world that we've created they're also you doing those kind of pieces and that for me most big games do i mean uh james last of us 2 does that i've been told has definitely has some particular set pieces where it's like hey look what we did and Mm -hmm. oh the whole thing's a set piece i'll say every single moment in that game looks gorgeous um i would say narrative games have those um they lean towards it they lean more they leverage it more correctly and mm-hmm. that's I'm, I'm trying to think back on like shooters that are in the halo group where it's it's a shooter first and foremost and it's multiplayer shooting is a very important aspect of the game and honestly i like the shooters that changed how physics worked or added some really crazy new mechanic or threw something into the mix that colored the overall game in a really unique way have stuck around or leaned into a a far more like heavily artified art style you know a lot more of of some sort of very stylistic approach uh those ones have stuck around or those are the ones that have lasted more the ones that like had really really good graphics at the time and i remember going through you know older call of duties when they came out and one of our good friends uh randy growing up always i'm not even going to mention his name always was like shooting the water to show like the cool like reflections that were occurring or like how shadows were going he was always super impressed with the graphics i don't think any of those games anybody's playing anymore compared to old school halo or trying to think of some other i mean even star wars battlefront something that had like a shtick to it even yeah i mean no one plays morrowind or oblivion 
you know, and those were, those did well, that. Like those are incredible. A but- lot of people, it, but yes, it's in that boat of it. The, like the better the graphics and the less style, like stylized mm-hmm. they are, the like worse they age. <laughs> I, they just age out a lot faster. I know that graphics is optional, but it's like more realistic is what you're talking about. It's the more realism high, uh, yeah. that they're going towards. Cause there's some really good graphically, like, uh, graphic quality games out there that yes. aren't realistic. And that's the, there's a huge yeah. um, thing to be said about art direction in the overall like aesthetic design mm-hmm. that it can be at the exact same technical specs visually as far as maybe the poly count of some of their models what their render distances are for content how much they're able to put on the screen at any one time how complicated their geometry is if they have lod's or not yeah how they're leveraging like all of their different systems in the pipeline they all could be set up identically but one game is leaning into far more detailed and realistic graphics and and to the naked eye it might look better at the time or look like it has higher specs than the artsy one but the artsy one can be pushing the exact same thing and typically i think history has shown that the artsy one usually tends to outlast mm-hmm. the realistic one regarding oh, abso- that absolutely uh low, low poly stuff uh keeps way better i'm mean, look at nintendo Right, yep. like that—that yeah. that stuff holds up the best. Yes, yeah. I mean uh, Mario sixty four is still like a really, really solid playable game. Mm-hmm. I think I played it, and that's thirty two bit. That's one of the ugliest uh, generations. Is is thirty two bit like PS one yeah. and and that that looks really bad. But you look at a Mario Kart, and those are still playable. Yeah, yeah, very yep. much compared to whatever the most modern cutting edge game I, and i should probably like, we need to like look up what came out at that time that was 3d that was pushing high poly count at the time or whatever now it's all blocky it's really gross and it's really hard to tell what what's well, happening it's i mean most games in that generation that pushed for 3d early are bad games i mean look up things like bubsy like it's real <laughs> real bad um yeah. but yeah for me the like the biggest change that i notice is um like steady uh enemy count like i've talked about um being a fan of like the dynasty warrior series series because it's a good it's a good way to see things like that you play ps2 and there's only like eight enemies at any one time on screen and the draw distance is about eight feet and then you play a more modern one and there's literally dozens uh on screen and the draw distance you know you can see someone a full 15 seconds before you get to them at a sprint and that that's a noticeable gameplay improvement versus simply oh this waterfall looks pretty yes yeah. and that's ultimately the other part of the equation is what oh so I, if the graphics I have are an lower i have an answer for you James. usually on purpose and what uh, crisis uh, regarding uh yeah that's a good that's a, a really good example the computer melter from back in the day is mm-hmm. now on switch Oh, as far uh, are you re- like just our Christ. hardware now? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> computer Crisis. melter now is is a switch game. Yeah, exactly. So that's how far we've we've come, uh, and that you know that game. I think when it comes out, it's just going to be a game. I mean, it was important at the time, but the first one was really important because that was the one that like it pushed video card production and 
was like the seller of video cards and kind of ushered in the new era of having a dedicated card. Mm -hmm. um, it's I think I watched some long documentary, so I'm fuzzy. It's been a while though on like the birth of the modern computer and the way that video cards have now entered the scene and how all of that started. And a lot of that was with Crisis. And a lot of it was also just with their physics engine. They had a ton of complicated stuff going on. Like that game was a novelty to play purely because it looked good, but the gameplay wasn't overly awesome. And especially in Crisis 2, I remember playing that one getting quite bored because there's nothing terribly exciting that grabbed me past what the first game had as far as just look at how cool this is. Mm -hmm. Only people with a $5,000 gaming PC are going to be able to play this thing. Though at the time, I can't remember how much it cost to buy a console or a computer to play that. But okay, both of you are in the boat of graphics don't really matter. Well... Who cares? I mean, it's or not, not the most important matter. thing. I mean, the, the, what I Graphic see, fidelity is what I see is good enough, and for me, it's easier to look at. It's more colorful. It's more vivid uh, than four or five was. Four was very almost Fallout sepia tone, and yeah. five like kind of tried to, but it, it. I don't know. This one looks like Halo Two. There's actual like they didn't go with pastel colors. You look at the elites and the brutes and the shields and the 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 gunfire reach yeah it does it reminds me of reach that you've got it exactly that's it aaron you got it it looks like reach mm -hmm. and so, so i'm in the, i'm in for the most part the same boat it might it might sound because i'm grilling you guys that <laughs> i'm with the consensus on or not consensus but i'm with the people who dislike the way it looks. I will say that there's definitely uh, plenty of comparison videos out there. Uh, graphics are not what I would have expected from a future console at trying to push it, especially when they, they all cheat and show canned footage. So maybe this is also the result of them for the first time ever, like not canning their footage. One can um, hope. One can hope, though it's never, I don't, uh, I don't know if that's ever been the case where they didn't can it. Real gameplay footage that we then yeah, that's always... touched up for three and a half days. Yeah, exactly. But, it was, we, but mean, it was taken on the console before we monkeyed with it. Yeah, and even if they say that sometimes, I think there's yeah, there's a lot of wiggle room. Mm -hmm. uh, most people are going to fudge it in some way. Can I? So it's not pushing anything. I don't think it was like, oh my goodness, look at the Series X. This thing with all of its numbers on the selling box when they were compared to the PS5s, I can see where that like money is going. I can see where that that stat on the console is being pushed in this game. Uh, nothing like that occurred for me. It looks for me because I'm really nostalgic for like Halo Two. The fact that it looks so close to Halo Two in that aesthetic design. I think the art direction is excellent. I love the way it looks. Um, it doesn't look as good as I would have expected, but it immediately, I was like, oh, we're back. And then you're like on the, I mean, that was the entire shtick. Like he gets off the drop thing and he's looking and then it's the ring and you're like, oh, it's been so long since I've like gotten to experience just like landing on a halo ring and being out in a forest mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so Would you I buy think it? I did. 
Uh, would I buy it? Yes. I am in the boat of I will absolutely be picking this up for the single-player campaign. I've always bought Halo games for their single-player campaign. I love the universe. I'm a super fan of that. However, uh, Halo 4 completely lost me. Yeah. I was so excited. And then by the end of the game, I was like, okay, there's this new bad guy, but he's part of this other race. And then he got locked in this place. But then they finally showed us forerunners, but they're actually like just humans from the past. And we're, and then, and I was like, hold up. I, I liked it when like the flood were like the main, this super evil mm -hmm. thing that like the ancient race had to like sacrifice themselves just to main, like manage. Mm -hmm. And I like, that was enough. And then spend your time talking about the current alien races that have this cool like covenant and they're, they're all this one, you know, I like that. I love that. And I love like the religious side of the alien races and how you're essentially both fighting on these two sides of uh, wanting kind of the same sort of thing as yeah. far as just like getting to the rings. But then I liked how it clashed, how the, the exact opposite and how they made the alien race. And there were, anyway, there were four like, factions the in those games. Cause I mean, there was, there was a faction in the Forerunners through Guilty Spark. Like there was, they already had the Forerunners, but in the smart way, they, way to access them. they already yeah. did a thing. And now all, all the other three factions are reacting yeah. in, you know, in, in this, this controlled universe that the Forerunners set up. Like, so there was kind of a fourth faction that everyone was fighting against along with each other. I think that was a really, really smart uh, thing that they had and they they kind of just uh you know showed the man behind the curtain in wizard of oz i think it suffered bit. from what's typically called like sequelitis and in this case the first three games did a great job of well pretty good job i think that's arguable um on the third game on on how they ended it but it for the most part has like a nice arc and everything is mm -hmm. leading up to something uh and then so I, I'd consider it one. I would consider those three games one. And then mm -hmm. they did a great job of just adding content in other places and just going, nope, we're not going to do a game after this. That's the end of the arc. So Halo 4 felt like a bit of sequelitis where they're like, all right, we're back. We're going to do another series or you know, we're going to reignite this thing. It needs to be better than the last ones. It needs to change the formula. It needs to like escape the boundaries that have been set up before and do something new and invigorating that will and, reignite this series and, and you're like the, ah. the story of switching studios you know bungie was done they stopped and this was not bungie that did four and five it was three four three so yeah it is a different which had studio. i mean there was some of the team still that stuck around at three four three like it, it wasn't like a brand new fresh studio picked it up or even like a veteran studio that had never made a halo game i think some of the team was still halo team some of it but i mean a team a team is the sum of its parts you know or more than the sum of its parts even so even taking away some of the members is go was going to mess with it and so you know that's just the reason they got as close as they did is they had enough uh veterans and but that's you know that's a an hour-long conversation the you know the handover from bungie to uh uh, to 343 that's yeah. i mean there have been hours and hours of, of words spoken on that by uh, smarter folks so i have some other information on the game um that you guys might not be aware of having only seen the trailer um so i think at this point we've all we like what we see we like its return to older form 
Yeah. Uh, gameplay mechanics so far look pretty exciting with a couple questions maybe on just how intrusive maybe some of their new mechanics end up being at that classic formula. I think, right, that's kind of the, the worry is they overdo the amount of abilities that are in the game or the, the amount of stuff you're doing outside of just shooting a gun mm -hmm. um, and how much that might mess with the formula we're really familiar with. However, I've got some other news on the game um, itself, and that is that I've heard that it's taking an open-world approach, so it's not a linear game, which you've already... That was hinted at when you looked at the trailer. So it's not a, here's the, the toothpaste tube, and we're squeezing you through our journey, you know, and you're getting squeezed out in a, a line, the classic single-player sort of experience. Um, from days of old. It's now taking on what every game takes on, which is you've got a map with waypoints and you can move around. And on top of that, um, I've also heard that the plan is to support this game long-term and not make uh, like a Halo Infinite 2. That's the whole point. Uh, they, they announced that years ago when they when they did the in initial teaser trailer is infinite means infinite. Like the next game in the series will simply be a massive DLC push. Yes. Um, onto okay. this game. So it is, that's where they got the name is infinite. This is, this is Halo forever and always. As long as they have Halo, it will be this updated and improved so instead of just trying to sell a new version a new game every three years it'll just be every however often there will be and so i don't know if it's going to be every three months you'll get a chapter or every year you'll get you know three chapters or how they're going to do yeah. that but that is the idea it starts to sound a lot like destiny as far as they've got big hub worlds where you maneuver around the single-player campaign, so to speak, in that game is done through waypoints on the open-world map that you can go back to and just explore. And its entire, at least Destiny 2, uh, its model is based off of large DLC drops and expansions that you have to pick up on a, uh, not quarterly basis, hey, but they, hey, bud, they put out one or two. I thought we were friends, and then you hurt me like this. I'm sorry. That's, so that's <laughs> the, that is what I kind of took away, and that's the interesting parallels to this, what they've announced and kind of how they've explained some of what they're trying to do with the game and making like a, essentially the modern video game, which is a games as a service game where you, you buy into its platform and then it continues to deliver content to you as long as you subscribe into that content. Um, and Destiny is the closest, closest example and a good one since the original Halo creators made that one. And this mm -hmm. now is kind of smelling a bit like Destiny without, please, without like the actual loot system and level system that made it more of an MMO. Oh, no. If the, if the weapons are customizable, uh, I may just nope out. I'm going to be completely honest. That's a different game. Yeah. If if there there needs to be up to 20 weapons and that's that's it. Like you can't... You can't do this thing to me. Look what they've done to my boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the worry. That currently some of how this game looks like it's coming out might be a little less of the single player experience 
as far as like push you through to give you a, a great single player story and might be a little bit more of the the multiplayer is tied into this and your ability to run around the ring world ties into single player missions but then multiplayer you know strikes or other things like from destiny um how do you feel about that if that ends up being what launches do you buy it still i don't know i think that's it's interesting, but I would probably want to know more about what they plan on doing because I, I have bought into the world of Halo. I do enjoy their world building. And this sounds like it could provide even more opportunities knowing that they could just add on as many any, any kind of mission things that would help build up these worlds more so. But I almost would be disappointed if we're stuck to a single ring. That that's true. It's not saying that they, we are, we would be, but that would be something. Where I was like, I don't want to explore a single ring. I would want to be. A, I would love to visit the Grunt's home world or the the or like like these other home worlds of the, of these of these other uh, alien races. Like or get closer. Like there's a whole like space that you can explore. Um, I I realize I didn't tell you guys this, but like I may not have invested into the games past for uh, past uh, Halo Reach, but I invested in the books. And I read the backstory books for these games. So and so for me, it's like I do really love the story and like the this world building part of it. And so if that if this brings more to that, that I could find the like for that for me, that maybe they could possibly tie into these books. I would love these Easter egg moments that are like, oh, that's really cool. And so but uh so I'm I'm like I'm a, I don't know. I also didn't play Destiny. So I'm not really like sure if that's a game type that I that I would enjoy. It doesn't yeah, really excite sure me. Like I'm not sure if I'd enjoy having to go on it. Hey, so, uh, walk to a waypoint as a solo person, and at that waypoint, wait for your party to show up. Like that kind of gameplay. It's which... not quite that bad. Um, that's a very old school MMO system. So, but, um, but yeah but that's what i'm picture, picturing right now at least and i'm like eh. no yeah i don't i don't think you'd probably like walk over to a man that that sounds a little so maybe i'll walk that idea back so but i'm i'm like debating i kind of enjoy just being walked through a whole story too I like the, the little the toothpaste squeeze i like um, it in halo and that's i really mm-hmm. halo's the toothpaste squeeze I've always enjoyed. Same with, I mean, even admittedly, the Call of Duty campaigns are a ton of fun. It's just set piece after set piece. So if you can do it for cheap, it's great. It's just the problem is those are 60 bucks and it's hard to validate an $8 or eight hour campaign for 60. Yeah. What about you, Randy? I just want my toothpaste. Yeah. I do. For Halo. I'm, I'm... I think we're all in the boat of Halo is... The toothpaste squeeze. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything useful to say because I realized as I was putting my thoughts together that I'm just old man Randall. In my day, they just put you in a corridor and pointed you the right way, and you blew up a scarab. You know that's. <laughs> yeah, well, now I mean it's set piece. So when yeah. you've got a linear progression, the game designers that are making the levels have a lot more fidelity on being able to cater exactly what that situation is going to entail how come so many players get get proper uh you know storyline games and i get uh halo assassin's creed like why is this happening yeah the open world i'm, I'm sorry it depends I'm gonna, on the studios i want to go back to 
Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah, it, that it's might, PlayStation. That might have been a beautiful. It was a win world, but I still like like grabbed onto that story. Like no, that was that's a, still that, it wasn't. It that wasn't is a, a shining example of an open world game that somehow still felt like it was a toothpaste squeeze. They did a great job of guiding you through the open world, so you could still go back to it wherever you wanted. But there are certain parts that they did a good job of just kind of, uh, of they did a good job of gatekeeping you. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood did the same thing. Like there are open world games that you can definitely mainline and feel completely satisfied with doing so. I'm just, I'm just really worried now, guys. I'm. I think it comes down to cutscenes in 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 some ways. Um, mm-hmm. If there's no cutscenes, I'm not interested. If they keep you in your helmet and they don't really take away control you never get the big cinematic moments or it doesn't it never feels like you're quite on the same sort of journey that a a game like horizon zero dawn or you know an old well actually halo back in the day its entire shtick was typically trying to keep you in your helmet as much as possible there was still there was still a lot i mean especially with reach but i can i can pick out a lot of cinematics in the first three uh halos that were that were very much um pull you out of your helmet and you know, like we saw a lot of uh you know master chief and cortana you know from from the front there's a lot of moving yeah. cameras cinematics but there was maybe at least maybe i'm only thinking about the first game i can't quite remember second and third game as well but they usually the cinematics were on were sandwiched the game they, that was the bread to the levels was they, had, oh, they always yeah they, they entered they, they one had, at the beginning and then they gave you one at the end Sometimes one and in the middle, but generally sometimes. it would be just yeah, a shorter level. Intro, outro. And because that that's how they would transition you from uh from you know arena from him. Arena. Yeah, or from him to the arbiter and back uh mm-hmm. is through the cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um thinking about the open world stuff is like you don't have that same like you have to jump you have to load up levels in the same way. Because open worlds ten uh now at least the the ones from the last five years. Uh five to ten years uh, have started to that's why open worlds like exist now is because the tech can keep up with like constantly streaming well to, to an extent you still have to break down a door or scooch across a, a ledge or they they simply hide loading screens they're still there oh um, no totally but the the idea is that it can be streamed in so fast that the player can be in the middle of an action with assets loaded and it only takes like five seconds and um, they just need to buy five seconds with an animation of some sort. Unless you're like playing Outer Worlds, in which case, long loading screens still. Very long loading screens in that game. Yes. Um, yeah, that's old school in some of its. There are a couple other games I do want to real quick go over because they're games that I am arguably more interested in than Halo. Like Halo, I am just... Oh. Since I have Game Pass, I'm like, I will play it when it comes out, but... I can't be yeah. invested because if I don't like it, it has to be okay. Um, so, I mean, I just, I don't know where to start, but I know where we should end. So I'm just going to go over. Have you guys seen Call of the Sea? Nope. Okay. Well, not at all. First time I've heard of it. We'll, we'll skip over it, but I recommend you look up Call of the Sea. Cause this is a game I'm certainly going to play with my wife. This is, um, it looks really fun. It kind of looks like uh, like a, a first person kind of action adventure puzzle game. 
less action, mm-hmm. more adventure puzzle. Um, and it's, it's very, we were talking about uh, style versus uh, realism. And this is very, uh, very stylized. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for someone who maybe isn't looking it up, I'm just looking up screenshots now. Uh, it's in the vein of Sea of Thieves to me, but mixed with, because um, the texture details higher. Yeah, it's it. But looking at the water, it reminds me of Sea of Thieves a lot. I'm sorry. Looking, I was looking at those palm trees, and I was like, "That's not, those are some low poly count tree palm palm leaves." Yeah, lower poly count than I probably would have afforded them for those particular screenshots. But that's me being hypercritical of yep, a single shot. Uh, this is this is their first title. This is a, a little company called Out of the Blue. They're a, a developer studio in Madrid, Spain, and this is their mm. this is their de- debut game. That's cool. Oh, that's really cool. So it looks really good for a for a first shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I recommend looking it up. This looks like a fun kind of kind of adventure to go on. It looks kind of Monkey Island ish to me. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the best kind of ways. I, I'm I'm sure it won't be uh, as um, inventory heavy. Um, mm-hmm. But there are there are two here uh, that Oblivion have made. Uh, Grounded is just um, we're finally get getting uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids in a video game. Yep, yep, yep. I have that downloading as we speak. So next time we're on, I will talk about the game preview version of it. Um, huh. But they dropped another one called Avowed. Mm-hmm. Avowed is is making me think that Oblivion now that they've been bought has the resources. Mm-hmm to go at Bethesda because the outer worlds is very much a shot at fallout and avowed is their, um, I mean, it's going right after Skyrim, like, which is good. I'm tired of seeing Skyrim on absolutely every device. Uh, I think at this point it's on smart fridges or at least it's on the echo. So, Mm So the, the reveal trailer just came out there. Yeah. Um, it's it's set in pil- the Pillars of Eternity world. Great start. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so they got 100 people working on it. They're, they're shooting for late 22, early 23. Oh, that's ways off. Now, that's probably COVID-adjusted numbers, too, which is okay. helpful. Uh, uh, they're saying it's going to be... Yeah, we say probably, but... <laughs> it's going to be bigger than Skyrim, physically like the world will be. And if we know anything about Bethesda, even though they showed a teaser a year ago, the next Elder Scrolls will still come out after this does. It's super far off still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to, um, to this. And I like seeing a company kind of go toe to toe with Bethesda because Bethesda's like, we all play Fallout and Elder Scrolls because, I mean, what's really competing against them? Well, if, if you're you guys, I haven't played either. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the the competition is low, and uh, I think that Bethesda's honestly had some weird sort of hiring changes, at least at the upper levels, because their entire like output has been like a 180 from what they were outputting ten years ago. Um, with either their mobile games that push microtransactions really, really heavily, 
um, to 76 and a bunch of its weird marketing choices and price points for things. Um, so it's about time. Like they're, they're definitely stale. I think mm -hmm. Bethesda has been just misstepping in every regard and living off of Skyrim being ported to every device. Um, for the last like decade well, at this point. The I, uh, Echo version is actually very good. Oh, it is. No, totally. I, I've played it. It's hilariously good for what seemed like it was going to be a joke. Um, still, though, it's been a very long time, and we have Fallout 76 to show for it. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So, like, what is the... The team needs to buckle down and... Ideally, they should probably have been able to figure out and get a game out sooner, but it's been like nothing but a fires over there. I don't know. So I'm excited by that news. I'm excited mm -hmm. for these games because the competition in the industry is always a good thing for us. Uh, even if it does mean, unfortunately, you got to buy more games sometimes. Good, good problems. The Yeah, good problems, especially when like the numbers are showing that people do vote on really high quality, well done, bug free games for the most part. And studios that don't output that or they aren't able to fix it or patch it or, or they overcharge, um, they don't get their price points right, get voted out and die off. Studio burns out or the uh, the money just doesn't come in and they have to, well, the other bad side of that is like acquisitions. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, I'm very distracted by two cats that are fighting on the ground over here. <laughs> they're, they're okay, wrestling. well then. Uh, uh, yeah, that, anyway, so I, that, that was my, my little mini rant on, uh, on Bethesda. I'm, I'm so sad because they're uh, some of my favorite games. Are speaking, like Skyrim speaking of old games that have updates coming to them. This, yeah, okay. This is where we're Well,. I have two games, oh, actually, still yeah, on my list. Yeah, we got two games. One two them, games quick, because there's one we don't know much about. So why don't we talk about that first? Yeah. Um, it has to do with a fairy and a frog. <sighs> oh, really? I wasn't going for that one yet. But uh, Oh, okay. No, I right. was going for talk Psychonauts, the, too. Yeah, okay. let's, let's, let's hit Psychonauts real quick. Uh, did you guys play like, that growing up? Nope. I I not had... A, um, in the dark. My one, mem one memory of this game was going over to, I think, a cousin's house or... Um, a friends of my fam of my parents kind of house and their kids had this game so I went down and all of us were down there and that was one of the options to play like this game and I loved playing it but then my parents wouldn't let me buy it afterwards oh no so wait have you ever played it since nope. or are you telling me that you have a game you love with memories of like two hours of gameplay that were done at a I, that's it's, fair because I only <laughs> ever played GoldenEye at like my cousin's house at Easter so it's, it's one of those games that I was like I could never remember the name of it but it always uh, stuck with me. Do you need to go find and play the first one again? I probably will. I, I, I'm kind of scared to, oh, in all uh, honesty. So there's... Okay. Um, or watch a so, playthrough, maybe. And so, the, so, little... so what, the thing that I, having Psychonauts 2 pop up on this, I was like, wait a minute, this is that one game. It's like, and stylistically, it looks similar enough that I was able to... Oh, yeah, uh, it's to, got like, its own shtick. I was like, it was able to, uh, like... I was able to look at this and it's like, I, I recognize this. And this is that one game I remember like from this memory in the back of my head that just uh, stuck with me. I like I, had, I remember having dreams about this, this the first one. And I, I only had like an afternoon with it. Wait, wait, you had dreams about it? 
about psychonauts. That, yeah. That's ironic because of the whole the whole point of well, it I, is he goes into people's minds and into their dreams. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. recommend that's maybe why you had dreams. Wa- watch a let's play of it. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of playing it because the controls can be a little janky and some of the des- level design, especially like the last, the uh, second to last and last level are real uh, brick walls, which is, uh, uh, you know, disappointing when you put like 12 hours into a game. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was worried, more worried about. I was like, maybe it's still like really good. There's some really interesting story time. stuff in it. Like there, it's it's a it's a fun game, lots of fun ideas, but um, maybe a let's play. Are you excited for it? No. Did you play it? I, I played it at a um, game, GameStop uh, when it was contemporary, and that's about okay. it. Okay, a little bit. Yeah. I, okay. I don't think it was GameStop. I think it was computers, et cetera, at the time. So. Ah, uh, yeah. There were like EB games. We had computers, et cetera. There were a couple other ones back yeah. in the day. Those were the days when there was some like brick and mortar competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now there's... though it's hard. Game Pass is such a good argument towards just digital. Product oh yeah, I'm I'm never gonna step foot in, in another GameStop. There's just no way. Yeah, and even as a kid, like yeah, if I had the access to like hundreds of games that I could pay five dollars a month, you know, mow a couple lawns and and be set. Mm-hmm. Probably like one lawn. Mm-hmm. One one Josh, lawn a month decent, for for unlimited games. Yeah, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I really want to see Psychonauts too. So I'm excited that you want to play it or, or get it or I at least want to see more of it. I want to see more of what yeah. happens there. It could it could also easily be one of those games that I I really get excited. I'm looking like I'm looking forward to it and then it comes out and I actually never touch it. Well here's the thing. It, all I, of these are coming to Game Pass, so I'm going to play them all, guaranteed. Okay. Right. So cool. You can tell us yeah. no matter what, one way or the you other. You can remind me us. when it's available. Well, you you remind me and I'll play it. Like that's that's mine. Okay. I'm 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 up for it. But uh, we'll since we're kind of up against time. Uh, yeah, we are almost out, which is over good. To the fairy and the frog. The then. fairy and the frog is all we have to go off of for the last game, which I think all of us have played, all of us have loved. I I never beat Fable, the third one. I never beat the third one. Five mm. Fable Four. What are we calling this, this is, thing? It's called Fable Four. That's what you have to search for. Um, there's three. There's Fable One, Two, and Three. There's Fable The Journey, which is a Connect game. Yeah. Um, that one and was then a flop. Like a and then thing. then they had Fable Legends that um then got discontinued uh, in 2016. Like, or at least they they stopped development on it. Okay, uh, that was the MOBA E. That was a co-op. It was a like co-op one. one. All or something. It was one v four. Okay. I had the opportunity to play it at yeah. uh, one of the conferences. Mm. That's cool. So, which was a lot of fun. I have a, I actually have a little cape thing that a I won from Fable it because I was the MVP of the so game. We got a we got a fan over here. Yes, I am a fan. And that's if you haven't beat three, you're actually probably in the best boat you could be. Because that game, if you don't finish it, you probably ended on a high note. Because cool. the ending to that game was a huge disappointment. Good, then I have finished the game as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's of no consequence that you didn't finish finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that there's such a small amount that happens at the end of that game anyway that it's... It's not terribly exciting. So, However, this new one, Fable Two, this new one's being developed by Playground Games. Uh, yes. Are you guys aware of who Playground Games is and what they uh, make? I have my phone on me, so I should be able to. So be they make, we can be aware quickly. in about a minute. They uh, they make mostly the Forza Horizon series, which is the which is the free open world version of the racing game. Huh. So uh, yeah, the Forza Motorsport racing game. They have a just a play around version. Uh, open world one that's 
that's what they've been making. And Forza Horizon 4 is one of the best games I've ever played. It's just, it's beautiful. There's uh, like, there's weather cycles, all the, there's hundreds of cars and they all look and sound perfect with tons of options. Like the amount of work that they put into these games and for how much there is, how little glitchiness there is and that they have to deal with car people, which are sensitive little uh, tyrants. <laughs> um, they've they've done a great job with those with those games. So this is very different. But they've brought on um, uh, like the head designer has worked on GTA Five. Uh, mm-hmm. They're bringing in uh, narrative directors uh, from Rocksteady. Um, okay, so they're they're trying to swing a couple pretty heavy punches with yeah. And it sounds like because they didn't so. Th- they are not the IP holders for Forza. They are stuck making essentially content within an IP held by a different studio under that studio's design principles and paradigms. So Playground Games... Is that what it sounds like? Playground Games is a Microsoft-owned uh, studio. Yes, uh, like most but with of the these Forza are. games. Yes, so they're making Forza games. They're not games. making the mainline Forza game. Mm-hmm. Well... Depends on who you talk to, because Forza Horizon has quickly become a better and more played game than the motorsport. Uh, I guess what I'm I'm getting at is, if they're not the one that holds the IP, then they're stuck making certain choices that honor whatever studio yes. actually gets to decide, like what the art direction, or maybe not the direction of the art, but like a ton of the overall. So they don't choices. They don't have design. to please Turn Ten. Turn Ten is the studio that makes the motorsport games, but they don't answer. Playground doesn't answer to Turn Ten. They both answer to Microsoft. They are considered uh, at the same level. It isn't a trickle down. So, as far as a studio I've never heard of, I'm actually more excited with the studio that's holding and has been handling well somebody else's IP. I guess that's, that's, I'll cut to the chase. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. They've been, they, yeah, they've, they've done been a good job handling an not, IP that's not uh, theirs, then I am actually more excited for them to do right by my nostalgic Halo, uh, oh my goodness, Fable <laughs> 2 memories of like the prime Fable experience. Um, and I feel like they're going to, they would handle it better than Maybe a studio that's even better. I even think of like a rock star or something. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to make even a naughty dog. And you're like, actually, they might put more of a spin that's like their studio's spin on this thing and not maybe give it the the fable. The fable treatment. The, the treatment, yeah. It's a very distinct European treatment to those games. That is hilarious. The comedy in those is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh but it it takes like a specific style to get that when you're, you know, just like haircuts or the names of some of their beard options, little weird things like that. But as long as someone like, yeah, calls me a chicken chaser, I am on board. Yeah. Like the, the fact that Peter Molyneux at some point was like, people will really appreciate that the town will call you random things based off of what you've done, or you can purchase titles. I don't know who was like, I mean, what other person would be like, yes, that is valuable and that is totally worth the $50,000 it's going to take to implement that idea. Totally worth it just to be called different random names. 
totally worth it. <laughs> chicken chaser. I love it. Yeah, chicken, chicken chaser is one. But like just being able to pick that stuff, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be called whatever I want. That's you part know? of what made that world so so unique and, and gave yeah. it, it real a, character. attention to a bunch of those little particular choices that reflected the type of character you were playing. And there's all those little choices stacked up into a really good game. And especially, I would say, in Fable 2's narrative choices were really excellent by the end of the game. I remember yeah. that was a very excellent end um, to the game. I loved what they did for the, the back half of that game with the, the tower thing. Yeah, so I'm excited. Okay, even though they've only done racing, the fact that it's received well mm -hmm. um, and it's something that they've kind of had to try and kindle that someone else's little flame. Mm -hmm. And they've hired on some, some, uh, some people who know what they're doing. And then they've they've made some hiring choices that are going to help them as much as possible towards hitting it mm -hmm. out of the park. Uh, if it comes to Game Pass, then actually I don't I don't care as long as I can buy it on PC, I'll buy it. And if I couldn't, Same. if it was only, I'd actually say for a good Fable game, I'd have to wait till it came out. But I would buy. I think I would get a Series X if I had to just to play that game. For me, that a Fable game is a console seller because those are some of my... It's Mass Effect, Fable, and like Halo are the three series kind of growing up that like completely impacted the entirety of... And maybe Gears of War um, towards my and, nostalgia. And the thing is, is that we both would play it. So getting we both would play that game too. Like just like... Who'd play it first? Uh, oh, we'd have to. We'd uh, have to have an apex. Uh, we'd go into the arena in apex, and we'd, uh, we'd have to. Yeah, uh, 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 my gaming chair all upright. You're like slouched back on the couch. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Um, um uh, okay. We'll play like a chess match. How about that? That's something that you'd probably <laughs> beat me in, or we might be more equally. Uh, so I would. I would think that. Um, that you'd be really nice and let me play it first. <laughs> I would. Admittedly, I would. And, you and didn't, I wouldn't even watch. I'd have to not oh, watch it. I, I would I think would. that you'd enjoy watching the first like hour of gameplay, and then from there you wouldn't watch me. Uh, yeah, I'd probably want to watch the first little chunk. But then you'd want to talk about it at every big choice you make, or what's going on, or how it went. Yeah. You come in and talk yeah. about like every Apex mm. game. Any game where you didn't like insta-die. Yeah, You're because... in here. Uh, explaining the game. It's super cute, but I'm going to have to say no to it on, on a Fable game because <laughs> I want I want to experience it. So. Um, okay, so yeah, it's a console seller for us. It's a console seller for us if it's, and with the potential for other, like a couple other games. If we got then that, then it would be like, hey, well then suddenly Halo might actually be something worth getting on there rather than on the PC. Mm -hmm. um, it, it opens up a couple of other options. But we, I would agree that it's something that we have to wait to see how it actually does, and wait for uh, for uh, for more to be revealed about it before oh, totally saying yeah, yeah. yes, like yeah. we're getting it. Um, but yes, I'm. I, I don't know about you guys, but I was just waiting for that for that that fairy to get eaten. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the fairy when she was flying around and showed the fairy kingdom. At first, I'm like, ooh, fable. It's got that like almost John Cleese, uh, you know, sounding voice. And it's kind of silly looking. And then it gets into the fairy kingdom. And I'm like, oh, what in the world is going on? But then when she gets eaten, then I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, we're at Fable again. <laughs> it's like, no Fable. It's like, ooh, Fable. Oh, no, it's not Fable. Oh, yeah, it's Fable. And then they show uh, whatever the 
So is Bowerstone the name of the main? That's no, that's, that's like a little tiny no, town. That no, was uh, no Bowerstone is the town. Fairfax Castle I think, and the town no, that it's but in. Bowerstone was in Halo, Fable One. Yeah, and, and Fable an, Two oh, but and Fable side, Three. Yeah, but it's like a side town. Right? It's the one that gets. Uh, it's the uh, no. It's a, it's one of the main towns in Fable One. I'm not sure about where it is in Fable Two necessarily, but um, Fable One, you come out of like the your training area. It's the first place you go. Uh, in Fable One, yes, but in Fable Two, I thought you, if I recall correctly, you're in a castle at the beginning of the game, and that's I think Fairfax Castle, but that is in a different city. We have no. Google right here. That's. It's something. I it's can't something. remember. This is like a classic old school sort of argument. <laughs> no, it's definitely that we could just Google it. And maybe I played more Fable One than Fable Two, and you probably. I played, played way more Fable Two. Admittedly, Randy over here brought over the strategy guide and sped <gasps> me through most of Fable One. You played probably ninety percent mm. of that game for me back in the day. Oh, uh, so totally I'm over here loving I Fable. That. Admittedly. <laughs> The only one I actually really played was Fable 2, but I did play through that entire game seven times. Oh, gosh. I did seven <laughs> different characters. I did a wow. good, bad, and a neutral version of each. Mm-hmm. And then I did some weird gobbledygook on a seventh. That's that's, so that's, that's I tried pretty to play awesome. absolutely everything you could do. Yeah, I I think I, actually, I played more ha- Fable 3. I keep saying I want to say Halo, but it's not. I could play more Fable 3 than I did Fable 2, admittedly. Um, and part of that reason is you got to play as a girl in Fable 3. You got to play as a girl in Fable 2. No, you didn't. No? No. The first time you got to play as a girl in Fable was in Fable 3. Oh, that's the one that starts with the castle. That's the one where we got the hot pants. <laughs> that, Fable 3 is the one where you are a prince or a princess. Okay, that's and that's Fairfax Castle. Okay, that's Fable 3. Mm-hmm. How does Fable 2 start again? No, you start out in the, let's see, because you get nursed back to health. In Fable 2. That's how that one starts. Wait, you can be a girl? No. I'm pretty sure you can be a girl in Fable 2. Or you were a really stupid looking girl. Okay, but that <laughs> might be the case. But I'm pretty sure because I played through it, it seven was, times. And it was, that means I played as a male three times and a female three times. And then oh, I played I as like a DLC thing. Oh, I thought you were doing like character classes or something. Or like There's no things. classes in I, the game. Admittedly, yes. I mean, like like what you focused on as your main oh, gameplay yeah. style. Is that, that's what you meant by the different stylists. Maybe but no, there was a female one too, but like, it. They, it wasn't written in a way that made it feel as if it actually was female. No, they. Tr- I think they were pretty neutral on everything so that it didn't have a whole lot. But there was some. And that's why I wanted to play through the whole game with like every possible. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed the, the female gameplay from uh, playing as a female in Fable 3 a lot and so that was one of the ones I, yeah, I actually yeah, yeah. enjoyed playing that part so I went, kept going back to what about you Randy which one Fable 1 or 2 what is the shining nostalgic I mean I assume you played through Fable 1 at least twice because you played through it once at my house yeah I played through it once myself and once once with you and I played through <laughs> Fable 2 once I think I remember oh man um the, man, the second one was pretty funny. Um, the clothes, I love that one. The clothes so were funny. really funny. That one was uh, tried far more to be a romp. I felt like yeah, I, I felt like it tried too hard. I'm, stuff. I, I'm, I think it's just nostalgia, but I like the first one better. Yeah, the story in the first one was way better. I like yeah. that is guaranteed. The second one, for some reason, was just super replayable. It just had a ton of crazy stuff. There was more do. content. There was more interesting side yeah, content. Really yeah. And even the main story, I think when you've played the game once in the first game, there's a little too much hand-holding through the game. 
and not a lot of choice in a couple of the places that you go. And so when you replay it, you're like, I've already done a lot of this and I'm just stuck kind of redoing it. In the second one, you had a little bit more leeway to be ridiculous. Mm. And there's a little less kind of just getting story fed to you. So I don't know. It ended up just being really easy for me to replay. And it was at the just the perfect time when I had nothing to do in my life. So I played through it a bajillion times. I think one of my, my best memories was uh, watching, my, not my best memories, but one of the memories that stuck out to me about that game was watching my brother play it, trying to go through the game without getting any scars. Ooh. Oh. Aren't there potions and stuff, though, if I recall, that like get rid of those or add them? Yeah, if you want to cheat. Uh, yeah, right. It was a, it was a, it was one of those challenge games yeah. of you don't get hit ever, or you have to have the right armor on, so you don't, so you can afford to be hit first. Oh, it was kind of pre Dark Souls, a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. That was just Except to trigger the com- people. The I'm combat, kidding. yeah, <laughs> that combat was like a three button <laughs> combat system where you hit like Y to shoot and what B to dodge roll. Dodge roll, and then you had like one swing move, and that was and yeah. There's there's no parry. Yeah, there was very little meat to the combat, but it was just like kind of like an ARPG where you're like Diablo, but not in the hard sense. Like you're just kind of mashing through mm-hmm. um, and killing everything and looking cool while doing it. Which was a great, which was great for middle school me. Yep, great for middle school me too, or high school me at the time. I guess it would have been. I can't remember. Obviously, my my memories uh, are fuzzy of which game did what. Obviously, uh, middle uh, middle school me saw Fable two, so you might have been high school, but I, like I think I, but I think you were eighth grade because I was seventh grade. Oh, then yeah, I, I would have been because seventh grade is when I got the Fable two art oh, book, yeah, and I, I have that 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 whole thing. And yeah, yeah, I had like no friends in eighth grade, so I was at home playing video games all of the time, except for when Randy was free and my parents mm-hmm. would drive me over to his house. Okay, he was like the only person to hang out with. Those were the days. There are so many other games on this list too. Like, oh, it's crazy. You can go for hours. <laughs> no, okay, yeah, we're. I'm so sorry, everybody. We are. We're reminiscing here. There's like, yeah. uh, some of the games that got announced are like, oh, these are the nostalgia hits. I mean, and Age of and Empires Four, guys. Age of Empires Four. Like, this, you know, I, the definitive edition of Age of Empires Two had has dropped. Uh, it looks great. It's Age of Empires Two. I'm very nervous about Age of Empires Four because Age of Empires Two is perfect. Um, I don't know what possibly would change that could make it better in my, (laughs) they're going to, they have a lot to uproot at the same time. I am excited. More age of empires is great. Just don't be age of empires. No, that was bad. That one was bad. Mm. That one was so bad. That was so bad. It was so, uh, I remember you buying that. You were so excited and you're like, what? There's like one age. What's happening? Yeah, there's like one age and your armies just, they were smaller and you didn't get to build like your town just in whatever way you wanted. With It was, it was like 60 unit max or something. It was bonkers. Yeah, exactly. It was far more restrictive on just, it felt like every front. Maybe made it more of a tactical game. So that's great. Their design leaned into the mm. like versus mode online 2v2 or 1v1. But you know. Well, we have was, to do RTSs because on one side there's Rome Total War that had was way better game with tons of units. And then there was, um, oh, what was the one that you could see your store of food through the building? Oh, Stronghold. Stronghold. Oh my goodness, that game was phenomenal. Yeah, we'll, we'll do an RTS episode weird... we have to. Yeah, let's let's plan on that. Um, especially we can do that as some more news on, on Age of Empires 4. 
approaches. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. It's weird. RTSs get to be in that category of I don't care how old they get. Their graphics somehow have like, they're good enough, well, especially when the definitive edition drops and it's like actually great graphics. But yeah. uh, they don't need to be changed. There's nothing I need in it that isn't already in it. The important thing about RTSs is, is not graphical. So yes, exactly. There's nothing that a new so system can make better. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. there's battle toads. There's um, like wait, we're getting a new battle toads. Yeah, battle toads. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but uh, I'm so worried because rare rare is doing it. And uh, what have they made? They made oh, banjo banjo kazooie. Oh banjo, yes, they're banjo kazooie. Oh, yeah, like they're those okay, guys. Okay. Um, they're also they're making it. something called Everwild. I think so. Um, okay. I've seen some stuff for Everwild. I w- it looks really pretty. I haven't seen anything about it yet, so I'm actually very, very interested in in what that is. Um, it sounds like we're doing a part two next next one. Yeah, there's episode. there's there's other things, but uh, yeah. Oh, they did. Okay, that that sounds like a show uh, to me for for this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, welcome back, guys. Hope you guys are uh, here again for the next one, too, because we have so much still to talk about. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I got to try and get through this Last of Us game over here and kind of finish unboxing stuff, doing all that fun stuff, house things. Yeah, along with regular yeah. life. There's Along with regular life, exactly. Yes. Well, yep, yep. thank thanks, guys. I uh, I've been I've been very much looking forward to to doing this oh, yeah. regular kind of show mm-hmm. again, even though I haven't been totally. playing much games. So much to talk about. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, do you guys have any other final thoughts before we close out? Anything that you forgot to kind of mention, or is, uh, not without starting a half hour conversation? Likely, <laughs> 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 that's where I am. Uh, Last of Us Part Two review incoming, and Divinity uh, Original Sin Two, um, uh, more games, RTSs. Who knows when? Yeah, everything. You know the RPG game that we're playing on the side yeah. too. Uh, all of that stuff that's just very slowly being cooked. Yeah. And we'll let you know who wins the one v one for who gets who gets to play Fable first. Oh yeah. yeah, that might. I mean, well, that means you guys have to buy two systems. So yeah, that if if uh, if no. it's a tie, we buy two systems. <laughs> That's how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs>